Hello, and welcome to the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. This is episode 425, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about observation, serendipity, grief, and loss. I am actually recording this podcast a little differently than I try to do my normal podcasting, and then it is being recorded the morning of the release of the podcast here on May 1st. I have a wonderful friend named Batman who I've had for 12 years who passed away yesterday. He was my cat, and... He was a very, very special guy to me. You, Anybody who's had animals and pets knows that you love and appreciate them all, and they all have a special bond and relationship, and he and I had a very, very special bond. He was named Batman because he named himself Batman. His actual name was Ansel. He was a black cat with a little white spot on his chest and a little white spot on a paw. And so when I got him at seven weeks old from the shelter, he was named Ansel after Ansel Adams for black and white photography. And it took him about two weeks to decide that his name was actually Batman. And he went by Batman from pretty much that day forward. And even when he was in trouble, if you said Ansel, he did not acknowledge that. He only acknowledged Batman. And he was an unusual cat in that he stayed awake 18 hours a day. He was very social. He would sit at the table in a chair that was his. If you were playing cards, he sat up there. He actually wanted to see your cards. If you didn't show them to him, he would get up in your lap and nudge against your cards. But if you showed them to him in the chair... He would just look at them and kind of decide how the hand was going to play out. Just a really unusual guy. And he unfortunately got some cancer and passed away yesterday. And the reason I wanted to talk about him today, in addition to honoring him, um, and for those of you who have not listened all the way back to the beginning of the podcast, the podcast was originally created as a personal journal in many ways of my creative life, creative exploration, and the things in my life that influence how I perceive my creative practice, my photography how we interact with others in that process. And grief and loss is one of the things that, as I'm aging, I'm bumping into more and more, as I think most of us do as we do get older. You just don't get to avoid it, and you don't get to hide from it, and you don't get to stay away from it. It's just something that happens that you process and have to live through and move through. And part of that journey, I think, is in understanding how we accept and move through that experience. And the reason I decided to do this shorter podcast today and talk about this was a couple of really interesting things happened yesterday after his passing, which luckily he was at home. He was in my lap. Um, we had a very peaceful, peaceful moment together. And in that moment, um, you know, there's, there's, I think, an honor that comes from, from being present with that. And after that, our vet was kind enough to uh, meet us at the clinic so we could take him down there to have his ashes or his body cremated so we can spread his ashes uh, with his, with the other pets we've had over the years. And one of the great things that happens, I think, in, in life is that we have these sort of seminal moments that really f focus us, really force us into, you know, being truly present in the moment. And unfortunately, as sad as it is, that's one of the things that grief does is it brings us very present to the moment. And at the same time, I think it brings in a sort of heightened awareness of certain elements and certain things that, that we become aware of. And so as we were driving down to um, take him down to the clinic so that he could um, uh, be dropped off at the vet's office, a couple of things happened along the way. It was towards sunset and it, I live up in the Pacific Northwest, and to say we've had a cold, wet, rainy spring would be an understatement. I think everybody here is pulling their hair out because we finally had a day over the weekend where we had pretty good sunshine on Saturday. Yesterday was pretty cloudy at my house all day, but at sunset, it was one of the most beautiful, vibrant colored sunsets. And I told Lori, my partner and wife and 
lover of Batman that, you know, he made it up to the Rainbow Bridge because he's painting with the colors. And it's in that moment of seeing a thousand sunsets, of seeing a thousand different sunrises in my life, you know, going out and photographing sunrise and sunset when I was really trying to get those beautiful colors as that was a part of my photography back in the day. But that recognition of in that moment, what is an everyday sunset, a beautiful colored sunset takes on a different context, takes on a different meaning. And I'm not a person who's necessarily rooted in the notion of a, an afterlife. I do hope and, and believe and really hope that the Rainbow Bridge is a true thing and that our animals do wait for us to pass into whatever that afterlife is. Because like I said, for me, that's a real special bond with my, with my little fuzzy family members. And a couple other things happened while we were out driving around that were just sort of odd and interesting. We passed by this place that we've driven by literally probably a thousand times because there's only like two roads in and out of the town I live in. And on that way out of town, there was a sign that said, help each other, that was stuck in somebody in front of a little business there. So just a little sign that I probably have in the corner of my eye literally saw, but never seen, never had it seen and registered in my head about helping each other. And then the other thing in my town, there are, uh, years ago, they decided to give away bunnies, ducks, and chicks at Easter one year. And then, of course, everybody returns the bunnies to the fairgrounds. So the town I live in has hundreds and hundreds of these little bunnies that run around. And the little black ones, we've always called bat bunnies in honor of Batman. And so we drove through town yesterday, just sort of taking a break away from the house. And when we pulled up to the vet's office, there was one of those little black bunnies next to the vet's office. And we saw more black bunnies yesterday than we've seen in probably three or four weeks. And again, my wife and I commented on like the bad angels are out. And it's likely that there's probably always a bunch of bad angels floating around, a bunch of bat bunnies floating around. And we just go by the bunny, bunny, bunny. Oh, there's a bat bunny. You know, we make a little comment on the side. But last night, because of the presence of moment, because of the sort of way life forces you to be in that moment. Like I said, there was the sign, the sunset colors, the little black bat bunnies, all those things sort of coalesce and come together. And as I think about, as I process in my creative world, and people ask, why would I sit at home after this and process that? Well, my creative practice, my creative thought is where my comfort lies. It's where my you know, support system lies. It's where my way of being sort of allows me to process and deal with different emotions and different feelings. And so as I was sitting there thinking about that moment of recognition of, is it in fact an awareness of a colors of a sunset being uniquely different, a sign being noticed, those little bat angels being noticed, are all of those elements coming together because of the loss, or are they something that's there all the time? And the reality is they're probably there all the time. But it takes for us something to engage, something to dive deep into that makes it more meaningful. And at the end of the day, the thing that I realized is that one of the things I think a lot of us try to do because of the way our societal structure is set up is we tend to hide from emotion. We tend to 
you know, keep a stiff upper lip, buck up, rub dirt on it. Whatever those feelings are, they're inappropriate. You shouldn't cry. You shouldn't do all these different things. All those different emotions, though, are what are, you know, as E.E. E. Cummings says, those are what are uniquely ours. Our thinking is not unique. Our response to what we think we feel isn't unique. That's still thinking. But what we feel is truly uniquely ours. And it's in that uniqueness of feeling. It's in that uniqueness of being aware of our emotion in the moment that allows us to connect deeply with what we see in the world. And as photographers and as creators, we're so striving for finding that deep meaning, that deep connection, that way to create something that stands out from another person's work. We so want our individualism and that individualism and how it connects to a broader community and how that community is then shared through that experience. At the core of that is that emotion. And what I was reminded of yesterday is that so many times when I go out to photograph, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but it happens a lot for me. When I go out to photograph, I start with thinking about what I want to photograph. I start with thinking about the settings to make sure I get the photograph that I want to get. I get the idea for what to photograph. And then maybe that's a completely backwards way of doing that. Maybe what it really comes down to is what is the emotion that I want to convey? What is the emotion and feeling I want to represent? And we start from that aspect and then figure out what is it that connects with us and engages us with that emotion at that time. Because I assure you, if I had had a camera with me last night, had I been so inclined to grab that camera on the drive to the vet, I would have taken a picture of the sky. I would have taken a picture of that sign and I would have taken a picture of that little bat angel. It would have been not necessarily grand, great photographs, but they would have been real. They would have been connected photographs. They would have been heartfelt photographs. And I think for all of us, that becomes the real challenge is that it's in some ways when we're confronted with an emotion, we're not allowed to escape like grief. It becomes the lens by which we see through. But I think one of the big lessons we can get from that is that we always see through that emotional lens. And that if we are willing to take the risk to let the emotion be on the forefront, to allow ourselves to express truly those feelings into our creative practice, we will end up with more meaning in our work. Because what we end up with is more of us in our work. We end up more true to ourselves. We're no longer trying to fulfill a facade of a imitation a replication of something we've seen. We have been forced to dig deep within ourselves and express what is truly within us. And I think that's one of the really meaningful, deep, impactful things that happens when we get in touch with our emotions and we sit and feel with those emotions is we are then translating that experience. And while unique to us, is universal to all of us. We are all bound by the emotion and the feelings that we get. That is the one thing that we all have that isn't given to us, but yet is shared by all of us. We all know what grief feels like. We all know what joy feels like. We all know what fear feels like and happiness and all those different emotions that come together. And by tapping into that experience, I think we create, again, more significant work. And so as sad as it was and as hard as it is every day 
for the next however long it's going to take to think about the loss of my little buddy. There is again one last gift I get from him in recognizing the importance of being present to the emotion, not just what I'm thinking or seeing. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you get in touch with some emotions. I hope you allow yourself to feel those emotions. And thank you so much for letting me talk about my little buddy this week. I know it's a little different sort of podcast, but like I said, I created this podcast sort of out of what drives my own experience and my own feelings and how I live an attempt to live a creative life. So this becomes part of the process. So thank you for sticking with this for the time of this podcast. Next week, we'll return to probably more traditional classic sort of formats for the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. But again, I wanted to honor my little Batman buddy and share with you those little insights I got just driving around back back down to and back from the vet. So thanks again for listening. I, again, hope you have a great week and I will see you on the next podcast.